welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. This is your hostess with the most is Coach Callie Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And I am super excited about today, man. First, I want to say thank you again for all of you that listened to last week's episode. I got a ton of inboxes because we were talking about relationships and it was an epiphany to people to realize that your soulmate may not be the person that you marry. And so they, they really enjoyed that whole episode and I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in today. And today, this, like I said, this is episode number 27. Last week I told you guys that I was going to do my very best to hike Cucamonga Peak up in Rancho Cucamonga over by Mount Baldy. So if you're not in the Southern California area, you can Google search Cucamonga Peak and that is where I was at this weekend. So I rented a hotel room Friday night because I wanted to get up super early Saturday morning. I didn't want to drive two hours to get there and then try to do an all-day hike. I got there and uh, the peak was covered up. It was with snow and ice. It was impassable. I did my very best to get to Timber Trail Peak and there was just too much snow. I saw people sliding down and uh, I was just like, no, that is not in the realm of what it is that I want to do for this hike. Uh, I was unprepared totally for how big this hike or mountain climb really was. Like I've been calling it a hike. It was not a hike. It was by far a mountain climb and the elevation started at like 4,400 feet. And I finished as high as I went. I went. I was right at 8,000 feet, and it was great. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, my hamstrings and my ass cheeks and my feet are not so happy with me right now, but that's okay. They'll they'll survive. So you know, I, and I did get some really good pictures. I I almost started not to go on that hike after I you know got settled into my room I started looking it up what time I needed to get there in order to get parking yada yada whatever and I saw some posts where just five days prior somebody said hey there's too much snow and ice unless you're an experienced hiker slash mountain climber you've got your ice gear and your spikes you know this is not a climb that you want to do and so I was talking to the guy that I've been talking to for a couple of months and he was like this is a recon mission at this point you're already there you can't not go like it's not it you just can't not go it's not okay to not go at this point uh, which he was right. Is it was it was not okay to not go. Like I needed to know how big that climb or that hike was, and I needed to know if I could get another picture, maybe on another peak that was around the same distance or whatever. And you know, talk to people that was on the trail and figure out you know what's the best time. When will the slow snow melt? Because they said they. The people that I talked to on the trail said they had way more snow this year than what they have in previous years, and that's why it was in the condition that it was in. Uh, so we're looking at the first week in May for all the snow, first weekend in May for all the snow to be gone uh, in order to get to Cucamonga Peak. Now, with that being said, I did take some amazing pictures while I was there, and they looked great. But, you know, for my book, my book is titled Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. And I keep mentioning that because I wanted to stick in your brain, number one. So when it comes out in July, you are going to be, you'll know what it is and you can go snatch it off of Amazon. But, you know, there's as many people that know me personally, I don't think anybody truly grasped what that title means. 
you know, like the, the, the in-depth meaning behind that title. Do you know? Yes, it's a cool title name. And I hear that from everybody. Oh, I would just buy that because the, the title name is so cool. It just makes sense. But like, there's a lot more to it. And, and so I posted up some pictures from my mountain climb and I he, there was like five maybe six I said these are possible in quotation marks possible book cover status I don't think I got what it is that I'm looking for for the I did it moment and I say that because I, I did I wasn't feeling it not for real I, I was not feeling it at all but it was a possibility and I was like you know I would love to have y'all's thoughts you know because ultimately it's my fans and friends that will be buying the book it is my listeners that will be buying the book it is you know word of mouth people that'll be buying the book people that'll be walking up in the bookstore and seeing it and it was like oh my god I gotta get that book so I want it to be visually aesthetic to make you at least pick it up and read the description on the back to know oh shit I gotta buy that book I, I when I posted those pictures I had several people either list a comment under the pictures or they inbox me and was like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? What about this? What about this? And I think that your profile picture on Facebook would be great. I don't think you need an I did it moment. And so I had to really explain to people what that meant. And so, you know, I, I, I put something up underneath the pictures, you know, just a kind of a brief description. And then, you know, of course, in the inboxes, I answered those questions as well. And then this morning, I did a Facebook Live and I just went off. I was like, y'all don't get this, man. So that is what we're going to dive in today. Like, like I said, this is episode 27. This is another version of Car Chronicles because I am on my way back from Rancho Cucamonga. And I, I want you guys to really understand what breaking up with your inner victim means. Like, the, this is so deep. Oh, my God. Like, there are so many people that need to hear this. This isn't about my book today, even though it's about my, you know, the, the, the undertones are where the title came from and, and it's sort of about my book. But the meaning is way deeper than it's just about my book. So I hope you guys will come back after we take a minute and listen to my sponsors. And let's dive into, let's break up with our inner victim, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is your hostess with Mostess, Coach Callie Tammy with the Life Awakening Podcast. And this is episode number 27. And stop being a victim. Like, stop it. In the intro, I was like, let's break up with our inner victim. And I don't feel like that's strong enough. Like, I'm going to be in your face today. So sit down, strap up, and, and let's get busy. As I said, I did a Facebook Live this morning. Because I felt like I really needed to dive deeper into why I feel like I need an I did it moment cover photo for my book. Like you can't have the title of a book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now, and have some whippy ass photo on the front of your book. It just, it, it does not resonate. People be like, eh, that's not, that's not the purpose. Like what's inside that book is so freaking important to so many freaking people. And I say that not because it's my book. If somebody else had wrote the book and I knew what was in there, I would say the same thing. I, I would pick up the book and say, damn, Gina, the whole point behind this book is you have to know where it is that you are, where you're going, and how you got there. If you've had some traumatic stuff happen to you, then you have to, you have a decision to make. Am I going to turn left? Am I going to turn right? Or am I going to live in this victim? That's it. Like, those are your options. If you choose to live in your victim, that's on you, man. 
that is on you. We all have traumatic shit that happened to us. So this is how I'm looking at this. And, and I said this on my Facebook Live this morning, and it's probably not the exact same words, but like I, I just jumped off all in, in that shit this morning. And, and I said, I just felt like this needed to be my podcast today as well. So I had some people and it, it was more than one person. And I think that's why I felt like I needed to address it again. I felt like if this many people really don't understand what the meaning is behind this title, then I, I, I haven't done my home. I haven't done them a service. I, I haven't explained it well enough for people to really get it. And so that also lets me know that on the back of my book cover, I need to explain or maybe in the author's notes in the beginning of the book, like this is what this shit is, man. When I say you can't have a wimpy ass cover for, for the title of a book called Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. If you have had something traumatic happen to you and you've been playing the victim for a really long time and you finally figured it out and you're like, man, bitch, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing this shit no more. I'm going to take my life back. You're not going to control me. I, I, I'm changing my life. I ain't making the decision that this is not okay. And I'm going to do whatever it is that I got to do to make my life better. Period. Point blank. You need that moment where you are standing on the mountaintop. You know, you worked your ass off to change your life. That's what that, that's what this title means, man. So if you know, and if this is your first episode that you're listening to of mine, I would really encourage you to go back and, and pick out some, some different ones. The art of forgiveness would be a good one. The efforts that you need for your personal growth and any of the last four episodes where I'm all up in your grill, where I'm sharing various parts of my story so that you can get a true grasp of where it is that I'm coming from. I'm not talking about anybody else but me right now. I'm sharing where I am and why I wrote this book. Why it's so important, one, to recognize that you have an inner victim. You have an inner victim and you need to put a stranglehold on her or him and put that bitch to sleep, man, and never let her wake up again. Like, I am so for real. I I found out at the age of 22, 23 years old that my my mother and my biological father were sexually abusing me from the age of two and a half, three years old, all the way up until I was seven, man. All the way up until I was seven years old. Then my stepdad raped me at the age of 13. That was, that was probably harder I don't know they they both suck like I didn't remember the childhood sexual abuse until I started having the nightmares and remembering and when I confronted my mom about it she was like well I was a different person then so it doesn't matter like so she didn't even want to she didn't even want to acknowledge that she played a part in it like she was just like I was a different person then so it doesn't matter she wanted me to forget about it she wanted me to sweep it under the rug and just say well she's my mom so it doesn't matter no screw you it does matter like I was your daughter and you chose to let my father which at the time I didn't know it was my father I found out later it was my father let my let my father sexually abuse me and you participated how does that not matter so there were several years that I didn't even speak to my mom after that like I went the fuck off 
Like I told, I was like, I don't know how it is that you even think that this doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter that you're a different person now or not. You let somebody sexually abuse your daughter and you were there and you participated. I had to learn that forgiveness was a decision, not an emotion in order to repair the relationship that I had with my mom. Was I able to do that? Absolutely. And I love my mom very much to this day. She passed away in 2013. And I will tell you, honestly, she never gave me an apology for any of that. She never said, I'm sorry. I never got an explanation. I was left to my own thoughts and devices to determine why she did what she did and why I never got it why I never got an apology from her my belief is so what I know is that my biological father was very abusive towards her like he beat her regularly he beat her so bad one time that she was in the hospital for three months and she was on life support for a little while on a respirator because like she she almost died and she still went back to him one more time after that before she finally set herself free my wholehearted belief is that he gave her an ultimatum you either do this and or let me do this or everybody's dying today in her mind because he also had her strung out on drugs in her mind she thought that i was so young that I would never remember any of the stuff that happened. And so in her mind, with that being a belief, she made a decision. I'm going to save us all. She's not going to remember. Everything will be okay someday. And that's what I, you know, whether or not that's the truth, I have no idea because my mom's not here to ask and we were never allowed to talk about it after, you know, after we made amends, after I told her I forgive her and that I love her and we were able to become friends again. And our friendship, even after that, was on and off again because my mom never beat my mom never beat her demons. Like she was a drug addict up until the day she died. Someday, you know, some months she was great and she didn't have as many issues with it. And other days, in weeks or months or whatever, she was terrible and we couldn't we couldn't speak because I I had an intolerance for that. I loved my mom, but she had to want to get clean and she didn't. And I knew that there was nothing that I could do. I just had to let her live her life. And it sucked as a daughter wanting to help your mother. But I couldn't give up my life to save hers because she had to make that decision. And for those of you that have loved ones or friends that are on drugs, like it doesn't matter what you say or do. If they don't have a desire or a want or a belief that they can kick that habit, there's not anything that you can say or do that's going to change it. They have to want it for themselves. They have to take the steps to do it for themselves. And like they have to do it, period. And uh, I have two younger brothers that were also drug addicts because of my mom. And they're both clean now because they made that decision. One of them made the decision on his own after he got a staph infection and was in the hospital. And he had somebody that helped him. And once he got clean, he was like, I don't ever want to do that again. And he made that decision himself to never do that again. My baby brother who's in prison, he got clean after he had open heart surgery. Like all the drugs that he did his whole entire life ate a hole in his heart. And he's, he's had two open heart bypasses and it's almost killed him. So he has no choice but to be clean. He does drugs again, it will kill him. And he knows that. So he he had to make a choice. Do I want to do I want to die or do I want to live? And that's what that's what changed it for him. With my mom, she had 
like I said, she, she never beat her demons. She was never able to say, I'm clean. Like I said, all the way up until the day she died, December 4th of, of 2012. She was never able to say that I'm clean or that I don't want to do drugs. Prescription drugs were her drug of choice the, the majority of the time, but uh, she also loved needles and loved heroin. That was her drug. And, you know, she was still using the week before she died. And I know that. And I love my mom and, you know, may she rest in peace. And, you know, it's, I am glad that I am who I am because of the things that she taught me as a child growing up and also as an adult. She taught me a lot about what it is that I don't want in life. And after the realization of those things, I had a decision to make. Like, and it took me a really long time. I did not realize after that, that I was playing, I, I was living in my victim. I was playing the poor pitiful me. This stuff happened to me. And, you know, I, I had no idea subconsciously that it was wrecking me on the inside, that it led to my depression, that it made me an unhappy person. And then, you know, you add the, the teenage rape to it. Like this was somebody that I trusted and I loved like a father. And he betrayed me. My mother betrayed me. So I had a lot of trust issues for a really long time. Like if your own mother can do that to you, what's another female going to do? If somebody that you loved like a father, the first real father figure that you had in your life would do that to you, how can you trust another man? I also had the thought process that subconsciously that sex was love because that was the only way an adult male ever showed me love was by making me have sex with them. Like for a really long time, man, up until October of 2013, when I had the epiphany that that's what I thought love was. If you had sex with me, you love me. And I've said that in several of my freaking podcasts, especially last week when we were diving into relationships. Like, is sex a part of a relationship? Absolutely. It's a wonderful part of the relationship, but it should not. Sex does not constitute love. Like, until you learn how to love yourself, number one, you should not be in a relationship. Number two, sex should not be the only good part of your relationship. Like, let's be clear. Let's be real about the whole situation. If sex is the only good part of your relationship, y'all ain't, y'all are not in a relationship y'all are friends with benefits that's it like sorry not sorry so you have to make the determination you know what what is this what what victim role are you playing was there a trauma a traumatic experience that happened in your life where you are really still living in that I was victim I am a victim or I was victimized mentality like you have to you, one, you have to acknowledge it. Two, you have to do something about it. You know, does that mean you need to go to counseling? I don't know. Maybe. Does that mean that you have to forgive somebody? Probably. Does that mean that you are ready to forgive that person? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Like, forgiveness is a decision, man. It's not, it's not an emotion. And the sooner that you realize that and you can accept that and you can do something with it, you will change your life. I promise you, you will change your life the minute that you realize that forgiveness is a decision and not an emotion. The other thing that I want you guys to understand is that these steps are probably not going to be easy. Like they are going to push you way out of your comfort zone way out of your comfort zone and it's going to require a level of vulnerability and honesty 
with yourself that is going to be challenging. Like, and I don't want to speak challenging things into your life and that's not what I'm trying to do, but I'm being real and I'm being honest right now. When I had the realization about my mom and that I believe that sex was love coming out of my depression, my depression, 2000, the end of 2009, where I almost took a whole bottle of sleeping pills. It took me two plus years to change my thought processes, to start believing in myself, to start believing that I deserved something different than what I was getting, to believe that I loved myself and that I was worthy of real love. I didn't know what real love looked like. That's just honest. I had no freaking clue. Relationship after relationship after relationship, we would start having sex. The sex would be amazing. And I would like, I, within two weeks, I'm saying, oh, baby, I love you. Hey, fucking stop it. That's what I had to tell myself. Tammy, that's not love. Yeah, that's some really great sex. So what? That is not love. Does he call you and talk to you? Does he hold the door open for you? Does he hold hands with you? Does he kiss you in public? If you into personal displays of affection, PDA, you know what I mean? Have you met his family? Does his friends know about you? Do you hang out with his friends? Can he hang out with your friends? What do your friends think about him? What does his friends think about you? And I don't really want to promote what other people think, but sometimes you're so caught up in the, oh, I may love this person. You get blinded. You put those rose colored glasses on, especially if you're in that place where you don't want to be alone. You would rather be in a relationship good, bad, or indifferent, then be alone. That's jacked up, man. It's jacked up and it leads to nowhere but heartache and pain. So sometimes your friends are a better indication or can give you a decent indication whether or not that person is a good fit for you. Now, I say that with a little bit of reservation. The information that you should be getting from your friends are friends that have been in a rela a long-term relationship and knows what a good relationship is. I'm not talking about your salty ass girlfriends who can't keep a man because they doing some bullshit or they keep attracting the same type guys over, the, over and over and over again because they don't realize that they are attracting that same dude because they haven't healed from the previous relationship. She don't want you to be in a relationship because she can't keep a relationship. The only relationship advice that you should be getting from people are from people that have been in long-term relationships and has got some solid advice, positive and or negative, and can look at, look at your situation honestly and say, hey, this is what I see. They should tell you that when you ask for it. They should not be butting into your life and your business unless it's something abusive. And even still, it should be more like, hey, is everything okay? You know, you, you, you haven't been hanging out with your friends since you got with this dude. He's not, you know, he seems angry all the time or he seems a little put off when you're hanging out with your friends and you, you, you seem to have isolated yourself. Those are telltale signs that there's an abusive relationship going on. And so a friend that comes to you and says, hey, this is what I see. Is everything okay? That is somebody that you can confide in and they will help you get free. You are living in a victim mentality when you keep attracting those same type men in those same type relationships over and over and over again, you haven't healed from the previous relationship and you keep, the men keep changing, their faces and their names are changed, but how they treat you is still the same. So you've got a lot of healing to do. You haven't broke up with your victim. 
That's why the title of my book is not, it's important, but what I want to portray, what I want to project when you look at that book cover is, damn, if she had a victim, look at her now. She is standing on that mountaintop and it's like, damn, Gina, you did that shit. My power words are, I did it. I did that shit. Those are my power words. You have got to find your own power words. Maybe those are power words that you can use for you. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for you. But you've got some power words. Like think back to a time when you did something amazing. You did something that you're super proud of and you're looking at it. What's the words that come to you? Is it, oh, I did it. Or man, that was awesome. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what those words are. For me, it's I did it. Those are super powerful. Like I had those words taped across my visor for a really long time. And I needed to, I I believed in those words. Those words gave me belief. Those words gave me power. Those words gave me inspiration. Those words gave me motivation. I could read those words and I would feel something different when I was stuck and I needed to move forward in some kind of way. All of us have those kinds of of words that move us, motivate us, inspire us. And so you need to take the time to figure out what that is. Go back, even if it's a sporting event that you did really well at, an achievement that you got at school, like what what is those words that come to you and you're being like, oh, every time you think about that moment, those same words come to your mind. When you can have those words and they can motivate you to get over a speed bump or through a roadblock, that's when you start empowering yourself to break up with your victim. When you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, damn it, Tammy, you've been doing this bullshit for way too long and I'm over it. Like we're done. I'm not saying that the road from here is going to be easy, but we're going to start taking the steps. Whether do I need to go to counseling? Do I need to find a psychologist? Do I need to find a counselor? Do I need to find a life coach? Do I need to confide in somebody? Do I need to start writing in my journal? Do I need to start going to the gym and having angry ass workouts to make myself feel better? What does that look like? I will tell you the day that I was able to sit down in front of my computer and I could write this book and not have the emotional response and go back into that sadness and that victim mentality and that poor pitiful me thought process, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had broken up with my victim, that I had taken my power back and there was nothing or or nobody that was going to stop me from moving forward. I want every person on the face of the planet that has experienced some type of trauma or some type of, I I guess trauma is really just the best word, some kind of bullshit in their life. And they keep saying, well, this happened to me. And you can be honest with yourself. Do you think about something that happened to you and say, well, because this happened, I'm never going to do anything better than this. Or, Or better yet, some of us had some bullshit family life. You know what I mean? Like our family history sucked. Like my mom, her whole definition of life was to keep your head down, work as hard as you could work until the day you retired and then you live off social security till you die. That was that was her philosophy to life and she fulfilled that. We never had a discussion about retirement. We never had a discussion about savings. We never had any kind of financial discussions other than I don't have the money for that. I had those negative money programs in my head and in my heart and in my subconscious for years. 
I had a subconscious belief that I will never be anything better than what my mom was. Even though at one point in time, I was making six figures a year with me and my second husband. Between the two of us, we were making six figures a year. Then we got divorced. I was running the pool league by myself and with my job and the pool league, I was making over six figures a year. When I lost all of that, I went right back to my set point of broke, busted, and disgusted. And I felt like there was nothing any better. I was never going to be any better than that. I had to break up with my victim. I had to break up with those thoughts. I had to break up with those beliefs. Your family, and I will say that it's unintentional. I don't think any parent intentionally makes their children believe that because of where they are when they're growing up, that's as good as it gets. I don't know of a parent I'm not going to say that they're not out there, but I personally don't know any parents that do not want their children to be better than what they are. I personally don't know any parents that do not want their children to succeed and have a life better than what they provided for them. We all, as a parent, should or do want our children to be better than us. My mom did not know how to plant those seeds. My mom had no clue how to have a discussion about money. My mom had no understanding of anything other than where am I going to get my next high from? That was it. I had to break those chains. I had to break up with that victim that was tied to our family history. That's why it's so freaking important to me that when you see my book cover, you look at it and be like, oh my God, if that's what it feels like right there, her standing on top of that mountain, standing on top of that cliff, standing on top of that rock, standing on top of the world. If that's what it feels like to break up with your victim, I want that. I want to, I want to do what the fuck she's doing. I want to figure that shit out. What, how did she do that? How did she get there? What made her do that climb and spend eight, 10 hours climbing to the top of that freaking mountain to get that photo so that she could break up with her victim? What made her get there? What steps did she take in order to make that happen? That's what I want to project from that book. That's why in four weeks, I'm going to go do that fucking climb again, man. I'm going right back up there. And I am going to get to Cucamonga Peak and I am going to take that epic photo. It is going to be on my book cover because I want you to have the same feeling that I do when I'm standing on top of that mountain. I want you to break up with whatever victim mentality that you've been fostering for however many years from whatever traumatic event that you suffered from and make a different decision. Make a different choice. Change your life. Make the decision that where you are is not, is not acceptable anymore. You get to decide that, not anybody else. You get to decide. People up in the cheap seats, they don't get an expensive opinion in your life, man. Cut it out. And that includes your parents. After I did that hike yesterday, and I know I'm, I, I'm all up in your grill today. Sorry, not sorry. Like, I was sitting down in the bar last night after I did that hike. Did my phone rolling. Didn't want to move a whole lot. Sitting down there having a conversation with a couple of dudes at the bar. And they were these young kids that come up and we started having this conversation. I was telling them about the book. Everybody that was at that bar last night in that little corner that we're talking, every one of them have my contact information. Every one of them are now on my Facebook. Every one of them are on my Instagram. And there was one kid in particular. He was doing his little tour of schools for um for college, for scholarships and stuff. And he wants to be a commercial real estate agent. And he said, I have to have a bachelor's degree in order to do that. 
I'm like, okay, we'll get your real estate license now. He was like, but it's not commercial real estate. I was like, so what? He was like, well, I don't want to disappoint your parents. And I was like, disappoint your parents? Your parents don't get a, your parents don't get an opinion. This is your life. Mom and dad, you know what? I love you. Thank you so much for everything it is that you've done to give me the opportunity to grow. My dream is X, Y, and Z. And I hope that you understand why I'm doing this. I hope that you understand and will be proud of me. But at the end of the day, this is my dream. This is my life. And I'm doing this shit for me. Whether you like it or not, whether you approve of, it, approve of it or not, this is about my dreams, my goals, and my desire in the discussion, period. If you're going into commercial real estate, you are over the age of 18. You can go spend six weeks and take your exam and go ahead and become a real estate agent and you can start stacking cash while you're in freaking college, man. And because you've shown that you know what you're doing and that you have a passion for it and that you love it, you can already start buying you some houses and have you some rental homes or start flipping them, whatever that looks like for you. Then you don't have the beginning steps to go through when you get your commercial license. You'll already have the in. They will be happy to transfer you over into commercial real estate because you've grinded it out, because you made the decision. You know what? I love real estate. It, it just sets my soul on fire. And whoever that company is that you work for, they're going to see that. They're going to foster that in you. And you will get to do whatever it is that you want to do with commercial real estate from that point forward. Don't let what anybody else thinks, including your parents, change the course of your history. You get to decide. You already know what your passion is. You already know what you love. Go do that. The world needs more people like that. More kids your age need to decide, I'm going to do what I love and what I'm passionate about. Mom and dad, I love you. Thank you. But this is what I'm going to do. Like it's not their decision. They can't do the work for you. You got to do it. So do something that you love. Do something that you love, man. Yes. I am passionate about talking about this. I am yelling. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry, but I like like I want you to understand that you get a choice. You get to decide whether you're going to live in your victim or not. Whether you're going to play at the pity party and let other people make you feel bad about your life or not. If you allow other people's opinions of what it is that you do and where it is that you're going, determine the course of your life, that is on you, not anybody else. You living in your victim is your choice and your decision and the world don't owe you shit. And I don't care what it was. I do not care. You want to go tit for tat? We can go tit for tat. You want to think I'm being mean? Then think I'm being mean. It does not matter because you get to decide. I... I could sit here today and say, you know what? My mom and my father sexually abused me and I just, I don't, I don't ever, I, I can't trust anybody. Nobody is trustworthy and nobody would blame me. Nobody would blame me for having that thought process. It was like, well, yeah, if your own mother and father can do that to you, I understand why. I, I completely understand why you don't trust anybody. But you know how suck ass my life would be? My life would suck. I would not have any friends, female or male. I would not have any successful relationships at all. I probably would not have any children or grandchildren. And my children and my grandchildren are my life. I love them. They are like the air in my lungs. But me moving to California didn't have anything to do with them. I did it for myself. And I didn't care if they liked it or not. They'll tell you. 
my son tried to talk me out of moving. He was like, mom, do you know how expensive it is out there? He's my, and I've said this a thousand times. He's my analytical child. He looks at things totally different than how, how I do. And I told him, I was like, God gave me a vision. And he said, get there and I'll show you further. So I'm, I'm jumping, man. I'm jumping off the cliff. I will build my parachute and my wings on the way down. I know it's all going to work out. And it did way better than I could have ever imagined. And there are some people in my life right now, like Vanna, she listens to my podcast and she's in my inbox every week after she listens to my podcast. Oh my God, I got this and I got this and I got this. She's actually one of my mentors. I love her. And she gives me such awesome feedback and information. And, and she would t- she tells me on a regular basis, you know what? It doesn't matter what you put your mind to. Everything always works out for you. Like I, like I admire your tenacity. I admire your determination to make whatever it is that you want happen. And when you make that decision, things just start falling into place. Like, oh, here you go, right on a silver platter. And it's not about me. I'm not special. All of you, every single person that hears this podcast, every single person on the face of the planet can make a decision and stick to it and decide that there is nothing that is getting in your way of you getting from point A to point B, whatever your goals and dreams are. And it happened even better than how you originally planned it. People will start coming into your life saying, and, and they magically know somebody to help you get from point A to point B. And then somebody else will come into your life to help you get from point B to point C. Somebody's going to help you do X, Y, and Z, which is going to make C, D, and E that much easier and that much better. And then they're going to give you a different perspective and say, oh shit, snap, that's great. You know what? I'm going to add that in here. And I think this is going to make A and B run even smoother. And wow, like, I'm so glad that you came into my life. This is awesome. Like I have some of the most awesome experiences where people just show up in my life and they can, they introduce me to somebody it is that I need to know in order to make something happen that I'm working on. It happens all the time. You can have that too, but you have to decide, number one, that you are not going to allow your past to determine your future. You have to decide that your inner victim, that you're going to choke that bitch out and say, die. She is no longer allowed. He or she is no longer allowed to play a role in your life. You have to break up with them, throat punch them and say, boy, bye, girl, bye. Whatever that looks like, but they can't be, they cannot, they cannot, 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 cannot. This is going to take a minute. They cannot play a role in your life anymore. Your victim is up in the cheap seats. Your victim lives up in the cheap seats, man. They do not get an expensive VIP opinion in your future. From this day forward, you get to create a history that you are proud of. From this day forward, you get to decide where it is that you go and what it is that you want to do with your life. And nobody gets to tell you any different but you. Nobody. If they ain't helping you go in the direction you want to go, then move them out of the way. Give them the Heisman and say, hey, you know what? I appreciate your input, but I didn't ask for it. I'll, I'll take it under advisement, but it, 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 it's really not serving me. So I'm, I'm going to keep it moving. Please step to the left and let the next person on who wants to go in the same direction that I want to go. That sounds really harsh and it, and it may be. I don't care. I am quick to tell somebody, you know what? That's, that's not in alignment with what it is that I want to do. I appreciate you, but I'm going to keep it moving. Even in the dating world, I ain't quit. Like b- before I met the guy that I'm talking to right now, I was quick to tell somebody, you know what? This ain't going to work. We're, we're, we're not a good fit. We're not a good fit. Like I, I'm going to keep it moving. Good luck to you on your journey. I appreciate the coffee or I appreciate the lunch or I appreciate the dinner. I appreciate your time. It was nice meeting you but we're, we're not a good fit. That's not being mean. 
that's knowing exactly what it is that you want. And if you don't know what it is that you want, then maybe we need to have a different discussion. Maybe we need to sit down and let's talk about why it is you think the way it is that you think. Why are you stuck in that mentality? Is it the people that are in your circle that keep feeding it? Then you need to change your circle. You need to start gravitating towards people that are doing what it is that you want to do and you need to follow the things that it is that they do. Success leaves clues, man. Eat those breadcrumbs as fast as they're throwing them down. Do you have to be personal friends with somebody you admire? Absolutely not. Especially if it's somebody famous. Like, you want to be like Bill Gates. Most of his shit is public. You can look up what it is that he does, his philosophies, and you can do what he does. Start reading. Reading more. Leaders are readers. If you're a mate, all right, so, it's, and I'm going to say this to, to the ladies. If the guy that you're dating or want to date doesn't have a plan for personal growth and he doesn't have a plan for reading and improving himself, how is he going to lead you? Like, how is he going to lead your family? How is he going to help you if he can't help himself? If he's perfectly fine in the realm of where it is and he has no intentions of growing any further than where it is than he's right now, run, run, run in the other direction. Like he's got to have a plan for his future, whether that's retirement, whether that's improving himself in some kind of way that makes you better, makes him better, makes you better as a couple. Like he's got to be as driven as you are and your drive should be matched by your mate's drive. Especially if you've broken up with, or you're breaking up, or you're in the process of breaking up, or you've just broken up with your victim, you need somebody that is strong, that is going to help lead you in a direction that is going to make you better. Like, that's real. That is real, man. Oh, I am so, 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 so passionate about people telling their victim to fucking kick rocks. Like, living in your victim does not help you. It will not help you improve your financial life. It will not help you improve your relationships. It will not help you improve as a mother, sister, cousin, uncle, father, aunt, uncle, whatever. If you're living in your victim, you are going to attract people in your life that are living in their victim. And y'all are going to sit there and have this freaking pity party all the time. You're going to attract people in your life that like drama and they're going to pull you into it. You get to decide who comes into your life or not. You get to decide where it is that you go in life or not. That's it. So when I say I need a kick-ass cover photo for my book, that's why. I want, when you look at that cover photo, not only to see the title, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now, but I want you to see a person that is standing on top of the world and you believe there is no victim inside of her. I can tell you right now, I choked out my victim. That bitch is dead. There's nothing in me at all that's, that says victim. Not anymore. She is dead and gone. I talk about my past, but I talk about it with power. Because those things that I went through made me the person that I am today. And I can speak with strength that I overcame those things. And I can help you do the same thing. Everybody needs to know how to break up with their victim. Everybody, male or female everybody. And that's why this book is so important to me. That's why the book title is so important to me. That's why the book cover is so important to me because I want to help people overcome their victim and create their life by design and to create a history that they are proud of from this day forward. So I've been sitting here in a hot car 
going off on this podcast for the last 20 minutes and full on sweat because the windows are up because there's people running around outside guys watering his lawn beside me and I haven't got out I'm sure they're thinking that I'm just sitting on the phone and don't want to get out of the car till I'm finished with my phone call and I it's all good but um I love you guys to the moon and back and you know I I know that I got super passionate and I'm all up in your grill today and it's because I love you and I want you to be the best version of yourself ever 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 and um so thank you so much for following along in my journey thank you so much for showing up every week and listening to my podcast uh if you have not joined my Life Awakening podcast group on Facebook, I will put the link in my in my show notes. So you can just click the link and I will add you. Uh, we chat in there every week. Uh, right now, we just have a few ladies in there and we talk about the previous week's podcast. What did they get for? What topics do you want to hear? Do you have questions for me that you want me to answer online and answer in the next podcast? Uh, I really love your feedback and love the things that I get from you guys, uh, male or female. You know what I mean? People hit me on my inbox all the time like, hey, I listened to your podcast, yada, yada, this. This is what I got from it. And that warms my heart, man. That is why I do what it is that I do. I want you guys to think outside the box. I want to give you a different perspective on life. I want to help you become a better you, whatever that looks like. So if there is a topic that I haven't touched on that you would like me to touch on, or if you want me to dive deeper into a subject, then I'm happy to do that as well. I would love to do that for you. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you go give me a five-star rating. I would certainly appreciate it and leave me a comment and let people know how awesome we are here, man. And um, let's, help, let's, let's help make the world a better place, one person at a time, one soul at a time, one heart at a time. Um, I love you guys so, 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 so much. And uh, thank you again for showing up and showing out each and every week. And I will see you again next week. Bye-bye now.